0: Time is running toward me with every glance in the mirror, faster and faster in the faces of my mother, grandmother, and me. Every time I look in the mirror now, I see the squinty little lines around my eyes, the creases of my smile lines, a sleepy pillow mark on my cheek. As a child, I used to gaze into my mother's face and look at all those lines, sometimes pulling them smooth with my fingers. Now those same lines are etched into my face, etchings of time, etchings of smiling, laughing, loving, frowning, crying, even yelling, times leaving permanent marks on my face. Time is running toward me. They say we become our mothers as we get older. I used to say that was not going to be true. Never was I going to become like my mother. Never. Sorry, girls, but someday, no matter how hard you try, it's inevitable. Just the other day, my boyfriend laughed and said, you don't always have to be so independent and stubborn. And I realized it's my mother in me. Yesterday, I looked at all the amazing landscape my independent, stubborn mother had created from nothing, and I was wowed. Then I watched that same amazing, stubborn, independent woman try to stuff a shoe into a bag that was too small for the shoe because she just knew she could bend that bag to her will. (laughs) Think about it now. We all do things that don't quite make sense sometimes, and it's our mother's fault. But we also do amazing things that is their fault as well. My mom is not a writer or a storyteller, but she loves to sit and have a good chat. She loves to listen, laugh, and talk. When I was younger, I remember every evening I would sit on the counter in a corner spot out of her way and talk to her while I watched her cook. So I guess a good chat just comes naturally. Today, you are joining me on a new venture in my life, a chatting venture. We all have stories that need to be told. Stories help us connect with each other. How many times did you ask a parent or a grandparent, tell me a story? Time is running toward me, and if I don't share these stories with you, they will be lost to time. I grew up at the end of a gravel road, fields of tall grasses all around my house. Houses lined the paved main road, then my little gravel road took off to the side and led to my house at the end. My sister and I would walk to my grandparents' house and make a game of kicking a rock all the way there. We'd choose a larger piece of gravel and start kicking it along the road. Whoever kept it on the road the longest without it going off won. If you could make it all the way to their house without losing it, then wow, that was impressive. Story Stone is here for you on your long summer day, driving in the car with the kids, cleaning the house, cooking, or just sitting on the porch with a glass of wine. So take my hand, let's take a walk down memory lane. It's a simple gravel country lane lined with tall field grasses on both sides. No trees, just open fields on both sides. A warm, hot summer day, find a nice sized stone and give it a kick. Let's try to kick that stone all the way down the lane to the main road without losing it. It may get kicked off to the side, but no worries, we can just grab it and throw it back onto the lane and keep it going. That's how this story with me will go. We might get a little lost for a bit, but I promise we will make it to the main road and you will enjoy kicking that stone along with me. I really wanted my first podcast to be about bubblegum, but I realized I had to give you some background first. So many things will make sense if you get a history lesson. Do you have a fun grandma? I did. I did. Did, as in the past tense, not because she is dead, but because worry has taken the fun from her. Yes, worry. I look at my grandmother's face, and it is so full of worry, it has turned sour. She always was a smiling, happy grandma. She did have a lot of worried looks, mind you, but there was a lot of fun in her face as well. Now it looks like, mm, I'm not sure I want to say this out loud, but here goes. A shrunken apple head. You know, those apples that have had a face carved into them and then they are dried. It tightens all the features, pulls everything into a scrunched up wrinkly face. That's my grandma's face. All the joy and smiles she had have left. She is filled with worry and sadness, which have now formed her face into a scrunched up eyebrows furrowed worry lined face. She was my fun grandma. My father's mother was reserved, a solid tower of consistency, ever patient, hardworking, never complaining, reserved, quiet, extremely religious woman. Oh my, the list could go forever. I truly wanted to emulate her as a child and even now as an adult. Saintly is what she was. But my grandma Mary was the complete opposite. Those two were like yin and yang. Mike and Ike, sweet and sour, hot and cold. You get the idea as opposite as opposite could ever get. We called them by such appropriate names. My father's mother was Grandma Hersher. How fitting to use her last name. My mother's mother was Grandma Mary. Such an open, in-your-face kind of closeness needed her first name and not her last. I loved them both, but in different ways. I guess it depended on what I was needing at the time. How lucky was I to have both of them living in the town where I grew up. My grandma and grandpa Hersher lived right down the road from us, walking distance. Oh, the stories I could tell of my childhood, growing up with those two. But back to my grandma Mary, the fun one. She was, is, a hoarder. I didn't realize it at the time. There weren't TV shows about hoarders. No one really ever talked about things like that. What I did know was that she had way too many things of everything. Her mantra was, you never know when you might need it, but who needs 10 different spatulas? A basket of mismatched socks, a million little pieces of already chewed gum. Don't worry, we'll get back to that one. She is probably the reason I tend to throw too much away, but as a child, her house was so much fun. Yeah, that's right, fun. I tended to live in my own little world and to see things in a glowing light. Grandma Mary's house was one of those places. As I got into adulthood, I saw it for what it was. Stacks of dusty magazines, piles of clothes on the bed, mending that would never get minted, sewing projects that would go unattended, books upon books upon books, pathways between all the stuff, throw rugs upon throw rugs to cover the dirty carpet, so many kitchen utensils spilling out of drawers and off countertops. Oh, and the smell of her refrigerator. I can smell it now. Ugh, I must admit, my fridge can get pretty cluttered, but hers... Oh, the smell... I can never look at a pair of pantyhose without chuckling. Grandma came from the era of women wearing pantyhose with everything. Dresses, skirts, jeans, shorts. I think she would have worn them with a swimsuit if she could have gotten away with it. Pantyhose have lost their popularity. I mean, I can't imagine why. Who wouldn't want to wear something binding, non-breathing, expensive, and get snags at the drop of a hat? Unfortunately, Grandma didn't always have a lot of money on hand, so she became the ultimate economizer. She read once that if you froze your pantyhose, they wouldn't get runs in them as easily. So, every time you opened her already stuffed freezer, pantyhose would pop out at you. What I never realized until later in life, those were usually dirty ones. And of course, she never wore panties with them. Yeah, your eyes are wide open right now, aren't they? Now, what I always enjoyed about the pantyhose thing was watching her put them on while frozen. The face she made while trying to pull on those freezing cold hose was enough to make any little girl giggle with delight. Okay, okay, that's enough. Hopefully I gave you an idea. Sometimes things were cleaner. She would organize the stuff so as to have more reasonable living space. I mean, it definitely wasn't like those TV shows where people were sifting through garbage in the houses and the room so full you can't open the door. It wasn't like that. Showering was the best at grandma's. Seriously, what girl would not love to have 10 different shampoos to try? And they weren't just the cheap kind either. She didn't hold back on spending when it came to beauty items. It was the good salon kind. That was just the shampoo. Then there was the conditioner, body wash, body scrub, foot soap, loofahs, back scrubber, you name it, she had it. If that wasn't enough, then you got out of the shower and had a whole array of lotions and powders to try. Heaven for a girl. Sunny D was a must in the morning. We had to finish our entire cup of Sunny D. Not sure why she felt like that was such an important thing, but it was. And to us, that was a treat. No problem. We'd finish our glass of 10% real juice Sunny D and have a second glass to boot. Now, here's where we pause and really start to open up the bag of crazy. Life lesson number one from Grandma Mary. The tighter the clothes, the skinnier you look. Wait a second. The tighter the clothes, the skinnier you look. Um, I think that only works if you are skinny. <laughs> she had a favorite pair of fruit print leggings. This was when leggings were not in style. Also, a cheetah print pair. Wowzers, Always paired with a wide elastic belt that had some gaudy gold clasp. And the piece of resistance? High heels. Always had to be high heels because what could be sexier than that? Last bit about the wardrobe. Can't help but smirk when I think about it, but hated this as a little girl. Remember the tighter the clothes, the skinnier you looked? Jeans. Do you remember how jeans didn't have any stretch in them? Thick and unforgiving if they were worn tight. First, the faces were made as she slid into her ice-cold pantyhose, pulled on a girdle, then shimmied and writhed into her two sizes, two small jeans. After that, she proceeded to lay flat on her back on the bed, suck her stomach in, managed to get them buttoned, and say, Girls, zip my jeans up! Yeah. Let's just say little girls' fingers are not a formidable match for a gaping zipper. Let me pause and allow you to finish chuckling at that mental picture. So in this podcast, not only do I want to share my childhood memories with you, but I would also like to share your stories and your memories. Remember, this is just like a good chat with a friend. I learned from my mom how to enjoy a good conversation. So not only do I tell people stories, but I also coax them from others. This is where Steve comes in. Steve is a coworker of mine. We work in the operating room together and have plenty of time to chat while we work. No, it's not like whistle while you work. No, it's chat while you work. We bonded one day over the bubblegum story I will tell you in the next episode. But to get to his bubblegum story, we must learn a little more about his grandma, too. And amazingly, his grandma is a lot like mine. We grew up with the same religion, or I guess denomination, you could say. Um, she was a hoarder too, odd, and eccentric is the word that would describe Ruth. So Ruth was a tiny, barely five-foot woman with hair as long as she was tall, braided and wrapped into one large coil on the top of her head. She should have had the build of her grandson, Steve. Steve is a tall, large man. Not that, no, no. He's just really large. He's over six feet and very muscular. He plays the bagpipes and will even wear a kilt in the Highland reenactments. Um, just don't let him bend over to pick something up off the ground in front of you while wearing that kilt. Yeah. So imagine Steve, a Scottish warlord, gray shaggy mustache and goatee, iron hammer swinging, scare the crap out of you if you had to face him in battle kind of fellow. This is the way Ruth should have looked, since that was her true spirit, a warrior woman that could live on the Scottish highlands with just a knife and a flint— You may chuckle and think I'm exaggerating, but the things this tiny little woman accomplished? Wow. Ruth lived in Illinois, and after she got married, she floated down a river on a raft made from salvaged woods, doors, and whatnot that were given to her and her new husband as a wedding present. She found a deserted island in Wisconsin and built a house from the wood, the doors, and the other materials that the raft was made of and started her new life there. Seriously, who does that? I mean, just hearing this filled me with awe. Naked and afraid contestants have nothing on this woman. Eventually, children and the need to be closer to civilization brought her from her river island home to a homestead in Wisconsin. Now, Ruth being Ruth, of course, couldn't live in a normal house. It still was very rustic without running water or indoor plumbing. Now, here's where you see more of the eccentric part of Ruth come out. If the raft-built house wasn't enough, Ruth used a pitcher of water and a bowl to wash up in. Not sure how you could get such a massive hair wash like that, but she did. That's really not the eccentric part, though. But here is. When she finally had a real bathroom with a bathtub installed in her house, she filled the tub with rocks and made a pond in it with turtles and fish. No, not bubbles and candlelit baths. A pond with turtles and fish in her bathtub. What the double hockey sticks? When I go camping for a few days, even if I have a shower every night, I still can't wait to go home and soak in the tub or take a long hot shower with my lovely soap and shampoo. So the idea of finally getting a real tub and shower if I didn't have one would be amazing. I would not be using it as an indoor pond. We must pause here Because I'm sure you finished your run to the grocery store or you are done mopping the floors and it's time to turn this podcast off so you can get other things done. I mean, I'm trying to keep this podcast on the shorter side so it can be just kind of one of those little quick enjoy the moment kind of thing when you can grab it and enjoy it and then off to your life again. Maybe your kids are pulling your sleeve, saying, mama, mama, daddy, daddy but you must come back for the next episode because it's the bubblegum story I've been dying to tell you. I want you to laugh with me. I want to imagine the shock on your face when I tell it to you. So let that stone on the country lane stay there. It won't go anywhere, and we will just kick it along the lane next time. Don't worry, we will make it to the end of the lane. Won't it be fun? I can't wait to chat with you again during another episode of Storystone.